Welcome to On The Bounce, where we discuss resilience and its practical application in our lives. Together, we'll discover the tools needed to empower ourselves, develop positive thoughts, and accomplish our goals to become the best versions of ourselves. Hello, and welcome to On The Bounce. Today is an exciting episode, and I have an amazing guest, to uh, discuss and talk about resilience in our physical fitness. And I would like to take the opportunity to introduce you to my very good friend, Nick Mann. Hi, Nick. How are you? I am doing so well. Thank you for having me on the show. It's an honor to be here. Oh, thank you so much for being. You are actually officially our first guest. So this is so exciting for me. And um, I really wanted to thank you and taking the time to be part of this uh, this interview. Because uh, not only is it important in our current situation and just the way that the world is, but just the just getting the topic out and ma- having as many people understand how much uh, resilience plays a huge part in our life. So I'm going to give you an opportunity and take the platform and just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do. Well, thank you so much. Again, it's an honor to be here. The first guest, I had no idea. So I, I'm going to look back in a year and see all these famous people and be like, hey, I was number one. <laughs> um, so uh, I'm Nick Mann. I am an entrepreneur, uh, a Marine veteran. I currently work with um, educators and students in the s- school system. Um, we offer basically resilience programs. So we do mindfulness, fitness, yoga, and nutrition programs for educators and students. We partner with state school systems, school districts, schools, homeschool parents, parents to give these programs to to, uh, them so that they can take care of themselves on a daily basis. The goal and my mission with this program is to, you know, really provide teachers the way to take care of themselves so they can impact their students by example, and then give students the tools so that, you know, tools we didn't have growing up in school that they can take care of themselves now and lay a foundation of mental, physical, and emotional health that will carry them for years and years down the road, hopefully preventing a lot of the problems we see with adults today. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's exciting work. Um, We started, I started an after school program, I think right after um, you guys moved to your new base um, with a local high risk middle school. And from there, I realized like, oh, man, we got to do more in education. How can we do that? And we I had already started building a, a fitness platform online. This is back before Zoom was a thing. You know, I was Zoom before Zoom was cool. And <laughs> we took that platform and transformed it into just working with educators. And in two years, we've gone from that one school in Woodbridge, Virginia, to now we're in 250 schools in three countries and continuing to, to grow every day. So That is awesome. Uh, that is amazing work. And I, I understand how important it is because I did see the videos. Once we did leave, I was noticing that not only did your population grow, but the support from the community drastically uh, grew. And that definitely shows you how important the program is to building the resiliency in our youths. So with that being said, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to jump right in and ask, why is resilience in our youths important? I mean, I think we're all seeing it now <clears throat> that, you know, life happens and mm-hmm. we're all going to face issues and times that get us down, whether that's, 
you know, in relationships or in our daily life or a global pandemic or, you know, with health issues or a family member, you know, we're all going to face something. It could be something very small. It could be something very large, but having the tools and techniques and, you know, foundation that we can take that, we can process it, we can have the appropriate emotions and then take the steps to move forward from that event is you know, it sets you apart from someone who can't, who can't process, who can't handle, who can't show emotion, who can't share and grow through hard times. And they're never going to be able to move forward. And I think we all have seen students and adults, probably more adults this week, um, than any time before, um, who can't process and who can't have the hard conversations with others or with themselves to move forward. Absolutely. I definitely agree. And I think it's uh, as we continue to have triggers that are beyond our control, right. uh, you recognize what is what is it that I'm going to have to use as a tool to overcome. And it's not just overcoming a thing. It is, it is a lifestyle. It's a process that we use. So how do you encourage or motivate your youths or even parents and teachers that you work with? How do, how do you introduce that concept to them that it's just not a, a thing? It's a process. It's a concept. Yeah. I mean, it starts with the language that we use. We don't talk about, mm-hmm. hey, you know, there's a quick fix, which, you know, society is wrapped around. We, just like you said, we talk about this is a lifestyle change. This is something we do today, tomorrow, next week, next month, next year. And Absolutely. especially with my students, I talk about, hey, I'm, I'm giving you a recipe for health and fitness that you can do now and you can do when you're my age and you can do when you're your grandparents' age that will set you up for success. And I think, as, instead of saying like, hey, you need to do this today, it's like, hey, we're going to do, we, let's do something that's fun, enjoyable, and productive mm-hmm. that you can do today and forever to set yourself up for success. Yeah, absolutely. So how do you, or what tools do you use to overcome challenges and how do you implement it in your life? Oh man, there's, it's, it's been a, a learning curve. Um, even since we've, we've known each other, um, so many changes, so many ups and downs and things I've learned. I think the most important thing to me is learning from others. Mm. Um, You know, it starts with surrounding yourself with a community that is willing to have those hard conversations and you can be, you can be vulnerable with and share things with to welcome feedback and help. But then also going that next level of continuing your education. Something that I see in adults is that once we leave school and they get into the daily grind, they stop learning things that mm. um, could make them better. So, you know, I am a just passionate reader. Um, I listen to more podcasts than I think maybe most people would even understand at two times <laughs> speed. Um, I go for a lot of runs and workouts and people listen to music. I listen to books on tape. I listen – not books on tape. What is that? 1990? Um, I listen to Audible. <laughs> And I listen to podcasts and I just try to learn from Uh other people so that when I come up to things or I need help, I can, you know, go back in the Rolodex of my mind and be like, hey, this is a great opportunity for me to use what Benjamin Franklin used and talked about in his biography. Um, And I also journal in the mornings. You know, I, I don't do it every morning, but I like to sit down and start my day on my terms and say, hey, 
here's what I, here's what I'm grateful for. Here are the great things that are going on and just mm. a tone of positivity for the day. And then, you know, I read and then start my day. But I think, you know, surrounding yourself with people that can support you and then never stop learning from others is so key. I mean, if, if you're having a problem, I will almost guarantee, you know, there are certain circumstances that someone else has gone through that exact situation. And, you know, there's a quote and I'm going to butcher it. I always butcher quotes because I, <laughs> I probably have too many. But, you know, the, the gist of it is great minds learn from others' mistakes, right? Or mm. good minds learn from your own mistakes. Great minds learn from other people's mistakes. Mm. So learning from how other people do things, how they messed up. Um, so you don't have to do the same thing or you can move forward quickly is important. Yeah. So there, there are a few points that you hit on that um, I, I have mentioned in my previous podcast. One is gratitude, journaling, and uh, and not just the fact of just the positive impact it has on you, but just setting your intentions for the day, setting the tone for the day, right? Already kind of uh, shutting down those negative entities that can have impacts on our day uh, sets us up for success and allows us to just be mindful of what we're doing in our day. The other thing that you mentioned, which I think is absolutely key, is that association of who you're surrounding yourself with. Uh, Social media is a a great thing, a great tool, but yet it can be scary, you know, when, especially when we're talking, especially when we're talking about our youths and having them have that access to this great world of web and being able to connect to those positive channels and using those, those uh, relationships as a positive outlet instead of then on, you know, on the ladder, which is more negative. So I love the fact that you absolutely hit on those very two key points. Yeah, I think the community piece is so powerful. And it's something I'm currently struggling with now because I just moved across the country. I went from, you know, owning a gym with 100, 150 members, seeing them every day and being surrounded by friends and hanging out and, you know, just having this community of support for the past six years post-military, which is also another mm. area of support, to yeah. now I moved across the country in the middle of a pandemic, no friends, no gym. Um, it's been crazy, but yeah. And I think, again, with young people, you're right. Social media is an amazing thing, and the internet mm-hmm. is a powerful tool for learning and educating and growth and opportunity, but there are the downsides. So you know, encouraging both adults and students to look outside of just the algorithm that feeds you information that you already think. And like, hey, let's look at a different point of view. And let's, let's meet someone that doesn't look like me and didn't grow up from where I'm at. Uh, and having those conversations is important. Mm, that's awesome. I, I love that you brought that up. So walk, walk me through some of the challenges that you you've had to overcome and how, how have those challenges helped you become or set you up for success now? Oh man, there's a lot. And, uh, I think just currently and over the past now, uh, how, how many years have I been in business? Eight, nine years. Um, it's a constant up and down, right? And I, started and failed multiple different things and even with the gym where where we met is like it was up and down we're doing great we're not doing great and now with the online business you know there's just so many factors that you can't control absolutely Um, and i think it's just having that why 
having mm. your personal why, which I know, I think you've probably talked about before, but mm-hmm. understanding, okay, why did I start this? Hey, here is the direction I'm going. I'm not concerned about it. Getting there today, my why is bigger than this one mistake, this one failure, this one sale, this one hardship that I'm going through right now. Like, let me reconnect with that and continue to push forward with my vision. Um, and it, it, it happens in so many different ways, right? We all, we struggle with so many different things, but if we're always connected, here's my second, uh, butchered quote for the, for the podcast <laughs> down in the show notes. Um, you know, a man with a man with a strong enough why can endure any how. Mm. Again, I don't know who has said it. That's a really powerful quote. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as long as you have that deep, powerful why, you can go through hell and high water to get to where you want to go. You know, and the number one indicator of success, whether it's with a nutritional lifestyle change, with a fitness goal, with building a business, with pursuing any goal, with, you know, having a powerful relationship with your partner, um, consistency is that number one indicator. And if you stay consistent and you do the right things and you work hard at it, then you'll be successful in the long run. Mm, I love that. I really want to tap back on in the why, because I think that sometimes it's easy to lose, lose focus on the why, because it's, it can sometimes become clouded by just everyday life. So let's let's talk about how we can use your why as a tool in your everyday life, especially when we're talking about kids, because sometimes, you know, we lose we lose the uh, or we forget that kids have to have that why too. It may not look the same as adults, but they have that that desire, that direction that they're gaining towards too. Yeah, I mean, and again, it starts with that how we communicate with students. Something I've always been a fan of is treating young people like adults and mm, yes. having higher expectations for them than they even have for themselves. A lot of times I see adults talking down to students or talking down mm. to their children or doing everything for them. And I'm not a parent, so I'm over here playing, you know, armchair quarterback, but um, allowing them to do the work, to have the conversations like, Hey, what, what goals do you want to pursue in high mm-hmm. school with your sports, with your extracurricular activities, with your academics? Okay. Like, Hey, that that's, that's a big goal. Like let's start putting things in place and, start the processes to get to that goal because otherwise mm-hmm. you're not going to make it. And then being yeah. honest, like, Hey, you are falling short of the thing you told me. Like, let's talk about your why. Why do you want to achieve all A's in high school? Why do you want to be on the varsity softball team? Um, mm-hmm. You know, having those conversations like, okay, what does that mean to you? And then going deeper. Okay. You want to be on the team because you like the sport. Okay. Why do you love playing? What does it do for you emotionally? And mm-hmm. I think, connecting back to those emotional responses is a powerful tool that, you know, most kids don't think about. Most adults don't think about. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And just having that conversation and being honest about the conversation, you know, it's not about that. We're trying to shut down dreams or trying to, you know, think, make things, kids think that they are not able, but it's just making that connection at a deeper level, like you mentioned. And I think that's absolutely so true. Yeah, there's, so, not, uh, there's not enough deep conversations in yes. the world. Like, yeah. hey, let's be raw and vulnerable and honest. Yes. And see see what's in there. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. So what are some of the best resources that have helped you along the way? 
Yeah, I think it goes back to, I mean, podcast and books. Um, Atomic Habits is a book that I've read now three times. Um, mm. This, you know, this this would be great if I knew the author off the top of my head, right? But I go blank. Uh, Atomic Habits, very easy to find. Uh, I'll think of it here in five minutes and I'll interrupt something and tell you the author. <laughs> Uh, Atomic Habits is a great book, especially, you know, at, at any level, maybe even for children that they could just start building foundational tools that are going to set them up for success. So again, yeah. reading, podcast, um, and then I think my most important tool is my fitness and health, nutrition, the way that I conduct myself every day so that those things don't, aren't, aren't an issue. Right. Mm -hmm. I, think, I think people underestimate the impact that your health and wellness have on your emotional response, your, you know, your, your depression, your anxiety, like you can, like, like you talked about earlier, you know, focus on what you can control. I can control what I eat. I can control how active I am. I can control, you know, if, if I'm hydrated and all those things, if I have all those out of the way, it's mm -hmm. so much easier to deal with an issue in my relationship. It's so mm -hmm. much easier to deal with a business problem. It's so much easier to deal with a problem at my kid's school because I'm, I'm ready to tackle the next thing. But if I have a relationship problem and I'm out of shape and unhealthy and, you know, taking medication and all these things that are impacting me, I'm, I'm already behind the power curve and mm -hmm. it slows down the process. And if you look at, great leaders, whether that's business, military, I won't even throw politics in. Um, uh, most of them have a vigorous physical wellness routine that set them up for success. And I think that's just something we can control. That's super easy. And I'm obviously super passionate about that. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I definitely wanted to uh, pick your brain and tap on and tap more into this. Le my last episode, and it's a series that we're talking about, is goal setting. And um, one of the biggest issues, or that uh, I, I talk to a lot of people when they talk about uh, fitness and losing weight and how and how easy it is to fall off the wagon, right? And for me, I, as, as I'm going through this journey and this evolution, or even just um, having young, uh, young toddlers, our, our girls now, is understanding habit, right? So, and just how those habits, uh, once you've created those healthy habits, how it has an impact on just your everyday life. So if you can touch a little bit on that. Yeah, I mean, two parts there. Goal setting, obviously, mm -hmm. very important. Making your goals, you know, specific, measurable, you know, smart goals, attainable, realistic, mm -hmm. time bound. I think that's right. Yeah, yeah, um, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, making your goals meet that criteria, and mm -hmm. you know, I think the most important one is realistic. Yeah. Like, hey, in accordance with your lifestyle, like for instance, yourself, you've got twin toddlers and a husband and a daughter, like, and you're, you're working and you're also transitioning. Like you're going through so much. It is not the time to train for an ultra marathon or do something Absolutely. over the top, right? You've got right. Like, other things going on. So understanding your lifestyle, understanding your why, what's important, and then building goals. We'll use weight loss for an example. Hey, I want to lose 20 pounds 
understanding who you are and your emotions are associated with food. Okay. My goal is to go one pound a month. Mm-hmm. Like, Hey, that's realistic. And if that's your time frame, that's great because that one pound is going to go to two to three to four to five to six to 20 and you're going to do it right. And you're able to maintain it and it's going to be great. And the emotional response associated with success is going to keep you going. Absolutely. But when you set a goal, that's I'm not eating any carbs. I'm drinking four gallons of water a day. And guess what? I've never ran, but I'm running a marathon next week. And we're like, what? Like that's never going to work. Like we're, you're setting yourself up for failure. We have to set ourselves up for success. So being, being smart with your goals. And once you have those goals, now it's time to build habits. So the second piece is starting small. Mm -hmm. When I work with my lifestyle transition clients, my first thing is like, Hey, all we're going to do is we're going to get up 15 minutes early and we're going to go for a walk. Mm-hmm. Once you can do that for 14 days straight, we will start talking about something else. And lo and behold, 50% can't even do it. Like, Oh, mm. what's happened today? Like I, I didn't do it. Like, Hey man, we're starting back over day one. Yeah, You're not mentally ready. You can't even get up and walk. Like that's it. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you to prep food and count your calories and look at macronutrients. Like you're not ready. So building simple habits. So if it's, Hey, every morning I'm going to get up and drink a glass of water because I'm going to tie that to being more hydrated, but mm-hmm. I also love coffee. So I'm going to, I'm going to tie these habits together. So I can't have my beautiful cup of coffee that I love every morning unless I drink 12 ounces of water. Mm, I like that. And then building blocks like that to set yourself up for success. You have to make things, and this is all from Atomic Habits. So shout out to James Clear, the author. Look at you. I told you it was going to (laughs) come. Making habits easy, attractive, um, and rewarding yourself for them are all principles from the book. But like, I'm going to get up and go for a walk every morning. Guess what? I'm going to set my clothes out right next to my bed. So as soon as I wake up, that trigger, that positive trigger, not a negative mm-hmm. trigger like I talked about earlier, positive trigger, like, yep, this is this is what I do. This is who I am. I'm going for a walk. Um, little things like that, small little steps to to build on over time. That is awesome. Thank you. You've hit so many, so many points, and I agree. Uh, So my next question is, what are some misconceptions about your career or your journey that you would like to debunk? Oh, man. Um, I don't, I mean, I guess I do put a lot of stuff out there, but usually on the business pages and stuff. But uh, with regards to the entrepreneur journey, like we're, it's not easy. And, you know, a lot of people get, I wear gym clothes every day and I go for a run in the middle of the day. Like I do those things that most people don't have the opportunity to do, but you know, work never stops. Like it's my, just like my, my healthy fitness nutrition is a lifestyle. My work is, it's my life's work, right? I don't clock in and clock out for Mm -hmm. this morning. I woke up to, I'm on the West coast now and we have a lot of clients that are on the East coast because that's where we started. So I start getting emails at 4am and text Mm -hmm. principals who want help. And these things. So as soon as I'm up, like, and this is a str- another another struggle I'm going through is like figuring out where that balance is. Like starting my day mm. at work is not what I like to do, but it's been like a, a must. But you know, the work goes. And then last night, you know, we have a new program launching. I was working on it until 10 30, 11 p.m. because we got West Coast people who wanted information on it. Like 
the work is continuous. It's it, and that's that's why it's so important to have strong mental and emotional practices that allow you to detach sometimes. And I think everyone can use those. But mm-hmm. you know, the, ever since I got out of the military, I've always wanted to, to work for myself and have a bigger impact and do more things. And you know, I'm I'm the visionary piece of the entrepreneurial world. If you look at like um, personality test, I'm the visionary. So I always have ideas that mm-hmm. I want to start and I want to create. And I think we can impact a hundred million children if there even are that many in the world. Um, you know, I want to do that. And then I struggle when we build something and then now we're mm. two years in and I'm operating like, and I've got to do sales and I've got to do the financials. And like, that's just, I'm not excited. Like, Hey, let's build something else. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that, that's my struggle. But um, as far as misconceptions, I mean, I'm sure people from the outside world that see me running and traveling in the van with cool scenery, just think it's all fun and money just rolls in. And if the, the gym or my online company is bringing in a ton of money, people think like, Oh, Nick's Nick's just rolling in cash. Yeah. You know, there's, I can't, I, I, I still don't understand where all the money goes and why it doesn't go, <laughs> <laughs> but it definitely doesn't in the world of, business taxes and just expenses that come from everywhere. So, so no, I, I mean, those are really good points. I didn't even think of it from the, just, you know, just standing back and looking at your lifestyle. Um, I know one of the things that I had to learn when we, when we were introduced to you is that you are not going to make me accomplish my goals. You're there to support me. You're there to provide me with the resources and the tools. And I think sometimes, you know, we have to remember as coaches, you, you cannot make me do these things. The success is dependent on, on me and how determined and how big and how connected I am to my why. Yeah. I mean, you know, someone that is helping you along the journey, whether that's a mentor or a coach or a friend, whatever it may be, you know, they can only do so much. Like you are responsible for you. Like Mm -hmm. I think, again, another thing that may be missing in our culture today is like that personal accountability Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, just the understanding that you are responsible for your success or failure in anything that you do. You can make excuses and you can blame everyone you want, but late at night when you're sitting alone in silence, you know that it is you 100%. And that's where people struggle is when that realization hits and it's an emotional time and it's hard to, to accept, but that that's the hard part. And then hopefully that's when growth occurs. But, Mm. But I, I understand 100% that I was responsible for the success or failure of our gym, you know, of the nonprofit that I founded back in the day to help students of the program that I run now of my relationship. Like I am ultimately responsible for the success or failure. And that's a lesson I picked up, you know, in the military as a Marine Corps officer is like, Hey, you are ultimately responsible for the success or failure of this platoon of this company of whatever you're in charge of. And guess what? If there's more than one of you, someone's in charge and you're a leader. So you're responsible. Um, and I think that's, you know, lead, leading yourself is an art. Yes. I, think, I think you're doing great work teaching that. So that's, that's awesome. Well, I do appreciate that. I really do. So I just wanted to give um, our listeners an opportunity to 
um, you know, just kind of, if you can just reiterate again, what you do and where they can find you, how they can connect with you. Of course, I will have all your information, um, uploaded on, um, on my websites and my social media, but, uh, if we can just go back to what you do so they, they can just, um, know how to connect and get that information. Yeah. So the, the main programs that I do are teacher fit and student fit, and we partner with school, school systems, school districts, schools, um, homeschool parents, um, and provide online on-demand fitness, nutrition, yoga, mindfulness resources that they can use again, to build those healthy habits. Um, it's all virtual, so it's, it's COVID proof. And that's been beneficial in the last eight, nine months, however long this has been going on now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still do some one-on-one coaching with people who reach out, obviously, from a lot from our previous community. So I do nutrition coaching. I'm a certified nutrition coach, um, fitness, all those good things. Um, so if people do want one-on-one work, we can talk about it. I, I don't get super excited to work, so it is expensive um, because I've got so many things going on. But I, I do I do offer that to people in need. Okay, awesome. So before we close out, I do have my uh, my one uh, question that I want to I've been d- dying to ask. What is the one thing you wish you could have had known at the beginning of your career, and what kind of advice would you give people currently now? What I wish I would have known. Great question. I think that you know, not one idea that you have at this point is going to be what you're working on, you know, 10 years from now to be flexible, to be able to bend with, you know, yourself to bend with what, you know, your family's doing, your community needs, your why, your why is flexible, right? You know, things change, passions change, people change to be flexible. And I think whether it was with personal relationships or, you know, business focus, I was like, hey, this is it. I'm going to do this. And that's, you know, and that's part of my flaw as the visionary is like, yeah, this is going to change the world. And then <laughs> six months later, I'm like, this is not changing the world. <laughs> um, but just to be flexible in, in whatever you do and and say yes to opportunities. Like, mm. you know, I appreciate you reaching out. You, you were excited to have me and I'm just as, as excited to be here. You know, there's, and I, I have my own podcast and, I'm excited when people say yes to me. I'm like, oh my God, you're a celebrity. (laughs) You want to chat. So be flexible and take chances and take risk. Um, I'm not very risk adverse now, but I think starting out, I was like, oh no, here's how we do it. This is what it looks like. And this is what we do. And I think that holds you back. So Mm. I love that. I think that those are two excellent points, being flexible and not shying away from opportunity because you just never know what's going to be on that other side. You never know what door is going to open to set you up for that next path or the next journey. So um, I absolutely appreciate that. Um, Is there anything else that you wanted to, uh, to say to close out? Oh, no, I really appreciate the time. I want to hear your answer. What do you wish you would have known at the beginning of your military journey to now being quickly approaching your retirement? Oh, gosh. Um, I think that when you hit it, um, it, it almost sounded like my answer was uh, being flexible and uh, not being afraid to challenge myself. Uh, recognizing that failure is not the end of all. 
And even if um, I don't succeed in this moment of my life, it does not set the tone for my journey. And, um, and I think that took a lot, that is taking a lot of growth because I'm still learning every day in the process. So uh, those are definitely the things that I'm growing with those. Yeah, I love that. And I think the concept of failing forward, mm-hmm. not letting that failure define you is powerful. I mean, we fail every day, right? So many things. So if you can, you know, fail fast, fail forward, <laughs> get up. And I think that is that is to wrap it all in for me, the definition of resilience. Yes. Being willing to fail, to make mistakes, but then, you know, getting up, brushing the dirt off you and saying, like, hey, what did I learn from this? boom, let's move forward in a better direction. And if you, I think if anyone looks at their life, they'll see like, hey, I am doing that. And here's where I can improve. Here's where I you know, haven't done so good in the past, but I can continue to, to get better. Yeah, absolutely. Nick, thank you so much for joining us on The Bounce. And I really hope that this can be a partnership for other episodes because you bring so much to the table and uh, so well um, knowledge on just so, so many versed areas. So again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. And, uh, I appreciate you taking the time. Yeah. Thank you so much. It was an honor to be the first guest on the bounce and (laughs) I am more than willing to come back and chat and just, you know, do the good work. All right. Awesome. Thank you, Nick. As always, thank you so much for taking the time to join us and listening to On The Bounce. If you would like to read more on the topics discussed in today's episode, I have included the links to the research I have referenced in the episode description. Please feel free to share your thoughts and leave a comment. And as always, see you next time. Thank you.